What's going on everyone? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. The San Francisco 49ers have won the NFC West division with their 21-13 win over the Seattle Seahawks. Brock Purdy once again had another fantastic performance. And I wonder... If Brock Purdy continues to play the way that he has over the last three games for the 49ers, what does that mean for the future of Trey Lance? We're going to talk about the 49ers win over the Seattle Seahawks and Trey Lance's future in San Francisco on this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. But before we do... If you haven't already, make sure that you go ahead and check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us with a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it and share the podcast with your friends, family members, and acquaintances. The 49ers defeat the Seattle Seahawks 21-13. to With this win, they capture the NFC West division. They improve to 10 and 4. Brock Purdy once again continues to impress. There was one point during this game where he was 11 for 11. He didn't throw his first incompletion until 10 minutes into the second quarter. I can do nothing but smile. Every time I see Brock Purdy play, this guy was the last pick of this past year's NFL draft. They named him Mr. Irrelevant, and yet he makes the most out of his opportunity. He goes from Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Relevant, and you just look at the San Francisco 49ers. We talk about how the injury gods despise this team. But yet, all this team has done this season has overcome adversity. First, you have the injury to Trey Lance. He goes down. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. Remind you that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even practice with the team throughout training camp. He comes in. He plays at a high level. Then he comes and gets injured. And then you have the last pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, Brock Purdy balling. The Seattle Seahawks have lost three out of their last four games. Geno Smith didn't play bad. As a matter of fact, I felt like he had a pretty good performance. However, I felt like he could have done a little bit more in this game. The offensive line for Seattle wasn't good they got train wrecked up front by the 49ers Kenneth Walker couldn't get anything going the Seattle Seahawks lack of efficiency in the run game department has killed them over the last stretch of this season Geno Smith has been at his best when the run game has been there. When the run game hasn't been there and Seattle has had to lean on Geno Smith a little bit more, he hasn't really been able to deliver that often. Seattle's defense played really good in this game. As a matter of fact, way better than what I expected. I thought that San Francisco was going to come in and run over Seattle. To be honest with you, Seattle's run defense, I had a lot of questions about it 
And I still have many questions about it. This run defense got gashed by Josh Jacobs and the Raiders. They got gashed by the Carolina Panthers. And once again tonight, they got gashed by Christian McCaffrey and Jordan Mason. The 49ers just continue to have guys step up. We were talking about the injury to Debo Samuel. Where was the production in the passing game going to come from? George freaking Kittle. Don't know about you, but I forgot about George Kittle. He had two touchdowns in this game. Then you have Jordan Mason stepping in. When you have so many injuries at the running back position at San, at San Francisco, Elijah Mitchell, a running back that Kyle Shanahan loves a lot, he hasn't really been able to stay on the field. And yet you have Jordan Mason coming in, and it's just like you don't even think of Elijah Mitchell. You're just so fascinated with Jordan Mason. You Elijah Mitchell is the last thing on your head or in the front of your mind. Then you look at Brock Purdy. Once again, he's showing everybody why the 49ers still are seen as a formidable threat when it comes to being able to compete for the Super Bowl. Can the 49ers win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I'm not willing to give you an answer to that question yet. I still need to see how he performs for the remainder of this year. However, I am willing to say that from the small sample size that we have seen from Brock Purdy up to this point, I think that the 49ers most definitely should be able to at least get able, at least be able to make it to the NFC Conference Championship game. Yes, you may have some concerns about how Brock Purdy is going to play against Philadelphia's defense. However, Brock Purdy does a really good job at reading defenses. He does a pretty good job at knowing where to go with the football. Doesn't make too many mistakes, although he did have one throw in this game that should have been an interception, but it was dropped. I believe it was Quandre Diggs who dropped it. If my memory serves me correctly, don't quote me on that. But outside of that, he was really good in this game. He continues to impress, and I'm going to say it for the third straight week in a row, For all of you guys who continue to doubt Brock Purdy, I'm going to ask you this again. What does Jimmy Garoppolo do that Brock Purdy can't? You know, I was on the Bleacher Report app before I reported, before I started recording this episode on the car ride home with my friend. And somebody told me that Brock Purdy isn't that good. He's only this good because Kyle Shanahan Any quarterback that Kyle Shanahan touched turns to gold. That's false. Have you not seen Trey Lance? Let me ask you something. How do you feel about Brock Purdy? I'm pretty sure a lot of you 49ers fans feel like he's good enough to lead you to the Super Bowl right now. Now, remind you that he's only played in what? Three games? And yet, Trey Lance has played in eight games. And not only do most 49ers fans not know what they have in Trey Lance, but I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and the rest of the 49ers organization, 
they don't even know what they have in Trey Lance. And he's played in more games than Brock Purdy. And yet we don't know what he is. And yet we know what Brock Purdy is at this moment. Now, of course, things can always change. Defenses adjust, especially once they get three, four games on you, then they really have a good read of your tendencies, what you like to do and your habits. But for right now, we all know who the better quarterback is between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. And the answer right now is Brock Purdy. And we're going to talk a little bit later about Trey Lance's future and San Francisco, but we still have to talk about the 49ers. Their defense was outstanding in this game. How does Richard Sherman pronounce it? Nicholas John Bosa. This dude is a monster. Now, I'm not going to say that he should be the outright front runner for defensive player of the year. Because I think, honestly, the award should be split between him and Michael Parsons. Because both of these two guys have been dominating all season. I just feel like you just have to give the award to both guys. And I know you look at Nick Bosa, and he's been all good. He was phenomenal in this game. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks rookie offensive tackles, they couldn't stop him. There was a play when it was a penalty called on Charles Cross and my homie who I was at his crib watching the game with, he was like, man, Charles Cross in the trenches, JT. I'm like, man, that man is not in the trenches. That man's just going against Nicholas John Bosa. That's all that is. The 49ers defense. <sighs> wow. You know, with how good this defense is, even if Brock Purdy struggles in the playoffs, this defense is probably good enough to carry this team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, when you play Philadelphia, if you do play Philadelphia, you're going to have some concerns because their offense is really good. But outside of that, Minnesota, their offense is talented, but they have shown moments where they have been inconsistent at times. And then the other teams, I mean, you look at Washington, the New York Giants, Tampa Bay, potentially Carolina. I mean, what other teams in the NFC really have an offense that is consistently deadly? In the AFC, you have the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals. In the NFC outside of Minnesota and Philadelphia, there's not really a lot of teams that really have consistently explosive play on the offensive side of football. This defense with defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans is doing some really great things. It's really hard to throw the football on this defense. Not only is this secondary good, but these linebackers are phenomenal in pass coverage. I mean, they don't allow an inch, especially when it comes to trying to get even one yard on the ground. I don't know how many of you guys are like me and are a Kenneth Walker fantasy owner, but Kenneth Walker, man, I knew I shouldn't have started him in this game. I knew I shouldn't have, but at the same time, you just have to when you have that explosiveness at running back. He can pop a big play at any moment. He did pop a big play. He had a big reception or he had a big run that got Seattle into the red zone. But outside of that, man, 
I mean, it was tough sledding for this Seattle Seahawks offense. Geno Smith wasn't bad. He just, I felt like he left a couple of plays on the field. He could have done a little bit more. The Seattle Seahawks are rumoredly talking about giving him an extension. I still kind of feel like Seattle should try to see if they can land Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in the draft. I think those guys do have a little bit more of a higher upside compared to Geno Smith. Because in a game like this, when everything seems to be going wrong, you need your quarterback to be able to carry your team. And Geno Smith, he's a solid quarterback. But is he the kind of quarterback who can carry a team when you're just having a down down performance and you just need your quarterback to just become Superman? Like what Justin Herbert did last Sunday night against the Miami Dolphins. That kind of performance, can you get it out of Geno Smith? I don't know. If you had that kind of superstar performance out of Geno Smith in this game, you might have won. Shoot, you might have also won a couple of other games when the run game hasn't been there. Now, for Seattle, this loss still doesn't hurt you when it comes to the playoff race. Yes, you do fall back a little bit. But however, Washington and the Giants play this weekend. So depending on the result of that game, you still have an opportunity to take a playoff spot from them. Detroit is creeping up on you. If they beat the Jets, then you're going to be tied with the same record as them. So for Seattle, if you're a Seahawks fan, your playoff hopes still are intact. However, it does become a little bit more difficult to get in because now you need way more to happen and you don't control your own destiny. But your remaining schedule, you play the Chiefs, the Jets, and then you got the Rams. That's a really tough schedule. Really tough two-game stretch. Especially going on the road to play Kansas City. At this time of the year, it's really tough to win that arrowhead. Then you got the Jets coming in there with that defense. With the way this offense has looked. When Kenneth Walker hasn't been able to get going. Things look like they're starting to go awry in Seattle. I want to talk about Trey Lance. Brock Purdy has played really well for San Francisco. And if he continues to play at this level, what does this mean for the future of Trey Lance with the 49ers? Because you can't bench Brock Purdy next season and say we're going to bench you because although you look like the better quarterback than Trey Lance we got to start Trey Lance because we invested a lot into him and plus he has more upside than you there was a 49ers fan who was trying to use that argument with me and I I just couldn't really get behind it if you're a good coach then you don't politic you shouldn't start a guy just because you drafted him higher than another. It doesn't matter. You play the best quarterback. The best quarterback right now is Brock Purdy. Trey Lance has played in significantly more games than Brock Purdy, and yet the 49ers coaching staff and 49ers faithful still don't really know what they have in him at quarterback. 
Meanwhile, Brock Purdy out here and only three games has already won over the hearts of his teammates, the coaching staff, the fan base, and damn near all of America. I mean, who isn't rooting for Brock Purdy right now? The dude was the last pick of the 2022 NFL Draft. It's funny that when Kyle Shanahan explained the reasoning for trading up to get Trey Lance. He said it on a episode of this podcast that he did with Sean McVay and Peter Schrager. He said that when you have an elite quarterback, it makes things easier. When you have a quarterback who's able to improvise when things break down and extend plays and buy times for receivers to get open, it helps you out and makes your life easier as a play caller. Because he can turn a bad play call into a somewhat good play call. And a good play call into a great play call. You look at Brock Purdy, he does that. He makes this offense better. It's funny that for the reasons that the 49ers traded up for Trey Lance, everything that they wanted out of Trey Lance, they kind of have gotten out of Brock Purdy. Now, of course, Brock Purdy isn't the athlete that Trey Lance is. Of course, Trey Lance has a way stronger arm, and he's a way better athlete, especially when he decides to run with the football. But right now, Brock Purdy reads the field better, he's more accurate, and he's winning games. Trey Lance was in there, and the offense was struggling. And yes, I believe that Trey Lance is going to have a bright future ahead of him. I'm not giving up on him. I'm just saying right now, when it comes to his future in San Francisco, do you really think he's going to be down to be the backup quarterback for this team next season? If Brock Purdy takes this team, let's say, to the divisional round of the playoffs and they lose, if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, Do you move forward with him as your QB1? Or are you just going to say when Trey Lance gets healthy, there's going to be a quarterback battle between the two? This isn't a bad situation to be in. And I guess when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess we can assume he's going to the New York Jets. We don't know what's going on with Zach Wilson. It seems like they got him on the practice squad and they're just trying to play things safe and develop him and wait a while before they throw him back out there. So in the meantime, you get Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody who has a lot of familiarity with their offensive coordinator in that system. It's kind of plug and play. So for Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't really expect him to remain on the roster if Brock Purdy continues to play at this level. You remember when Baker Mayfield got released by the Carolina Panthers and the injury to Jimmy G occurred and people were asking Kyle Shanahan if they were going to have intentions of signing Baker Mayfield. And Kyle Shanahan said, I love Baker. He's a good player. Well, I love what I saw from him on film and whatnot. Always been a fan of of his game. But guess who we have? We have Brock Purdy. And Kyle Shanahan... You know, I trust his judgment. And so far, he's been right about Brock Purdy. He has a lot of confidence in him. When you see Kyle Shanahan call plays, you just see a different level of confidence in his eyes. You see the camera cuts to him with his little play sheet. I mean, the guy just looks, it just looks like 
He believes that every single play is going to work. Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit for Brock Purdy's success. And you might have to wonder, you know, maybe Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance just weren't a great fit. Maybe Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan, they just couldn't find a way to work out with each other. Doesn't mean they're bad people, just want a good fit. You ever been on a date with a chick and she wasn't bad? Y'all just had two different personalities who just ain't blend? It wouldn't work out? This is kind of the similar situation with the 49ers where you look at Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan really couldn't find the best way to get the most out of them. Even though you maybe with a little bit more time, things would have improved. But in a small amount of time with Brock Purdy, things are clicking on all cylinders. It looks like Kyle Shanahan is much better calling plays for Brock Purdy than he is calling plays for Trey Lance. And if you're the 49ers, Trey Lance, the film isn't bad. I mean, I think the film is still good enough that you can flip him for a pretty high-end draft pick. And there are teams out there who I believe would be intrigued and would inquire for trading in Trey Lance. This is somebody who does have good upside, and it's not like he was terrible when he played. I mean, he had some pretty solid games. It's just that he was shaky, and he needs more reps and more experience. But if he does get that, and he does go to a team that has a good offensive coordinator or goes to the New York Giants with Brian Dable, a head coach that's offensive-minded that can really unlock and tap into that potential mixed with that athleticism that he has, Trey Lance could really be a superstar in this game. I just think with the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, you know, I just think that Kyle Shanahan just didn't really know how to use Trey Lance as good as he knows how to use Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is a solid athlete, not the athlete that Trey Lance is going to state that one more time, but Brock Purdy can get outside the pocket, extend plays, make guys miss and buy time for receivers to get open. Last week against Tampa Bay, he made Joe Teron miss and he threw an insane pass towards the sidelines. I mean, Brock Purdy right now looks like the QB one for the future going forward for San Francisco. And I know it is a little bit premature to be clamoring and giving him all this praise because we still have to see how he plays throughout the rest of the season and what he does throughout the playoffs. But judging from how he's played the last three weeks, did you not see the little pump fake that he had? The George, the George Kittle touchdown. Do pump fake, pump fake. Ugh, dime. I mean, this dude out here can do nothing wrong. This dude broke out of one play, and I was just like, how the hell did he do it? How the hell did he do it? Brock Purdy right now, people, I think is the future at quarterback for the 49ers. A lot of you 49ers fans may not want Brock Purdy as your quarterback because he was Mr. Irrelevant. However, Brock Purdy gives you the best chance to win right now. He's a better quarterback. Don't make this political. 
If you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you shouldn't make this political. Brock Purdy continues to play good and at this high level, you roll with him as your QB1. And if Trey Lance wants to get traded, you trade him. And if nobody wants to trade for Trey Lance, then Trey Lance either has to deal with it or, I mean, what else can he do? So let me know what you guys think about Trey Lance's future and San Francisco. Really interesting because he's not bad. I mean, his rookie season wasn't bad. It was a lot of ups and downs, which makes it hard to really get a good read on him. But I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Make sure that you guys leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're listening to this episode on YouTube. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.